to a podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I am your host, Calvin, and joining me from inside a bank vault, your co-host, Nick Richardson. Where's the van? Uh, the getaway driver didn't come pick you up. No, he didn't. Where's the goddamn Shit. van, Calvin? He was supposed to be there 10 minutes ago. You gotta get out of there, man. The cops are coming. I mean, the paint paint bomb already exploded. I'm fucking blue. I look like yeah, I'm from Arrested Development. Yeah, we're just gonna lose. We're just going to leave you behind now. I'm going to rat you out, you fuck. It's happening. Sorry. Uh, well, if <laughs> you didn't know... Sorry. <laughs> if you didn't know, we're talking... Uh, we're in the middle of a bank heist because we're talking heist movies today. We're giving out our patented movie superlatives to the best of the best heist movies. One of my favorite genres. Yeah, who doesn't love a good heist movie? I sure as hell do. Well, let me rephrase. I feel like Americans really like a good heist movie. Dude, not, other countries not? I don't know. I haven't really heard of very many popular heist movies from other countries. You got I am Snatch. I am American. You got... Pretty sure uh, that was made by an American dude. It might have been, but all the actors were British, so I gotta I gotta feel like it wasn't. Brad Pitt is not I British. guess Brad Pitt was in it, but yeah, He's most Oklahoma everybody else was. Me. Wasn't he doing like a bad British accent, though? No, I never saw Snatch. Uh, he's doing a bad Irish accent. Oh, he's good go. at it though. I mean, he like a. He was good at his bad accent. Well, I mean, you know, you know how people from like the super rural parts of Alabama have that twang to it. Yeah, been it's there. A, same thing applies to Irish people, and yeah, he does true. that very well. Oh, he's doing like a thick. He was doing a very good job at like a thick, like over the top Irish accent, gypsy accent gotcha yeah i got very good it's very i'm good. picking up what you're putting down anyway that's not what we're talking about well we might talk about snatch more i i've never seen it so i won't but we are giving out movie superlatives that is where we give our monthly awards to a different type of movie we do it once a month uh this month it's heist movies we give one award per movie one movie per award no repeatsies no repeatsies no take backsies no take definitely no take backsies yeah uh, today we're giving out the best heist team, the best villain or reason for the job. I feel like those kind of go hand in hand. Um, the best plan, the best getaway, and the best score. And that's not a musical score. It's what did they actually heist. What the fuck did they pick up? Yeah. What we're talking about. Exactly. So, let's get right to it and go with your pick for the best team. I feel like we're gonna have the same answer here i don't think so man uh right. best team i got uh the squad from the town in 2010 i do not have that all right i figured you would not have the town and they're a wicked not a big a wicked fan of the town fucking awesome team i can't do a boston accent i shouldn't even yeah, try should, yeah not even close i could it's say not like really, leo and the departed well i could say really shitty bad words with a bad Boston accent because of the departed. Um, but otherwise I can't say anything else, but like the F word and shit like that. Um, but yeah, dude, that team is balling. I assume you've seen the town. I have, I saw it once when it came out. I wasn't a huge fan. I need to revisit it because like I've, I've come a long way in my movie viewing since 2010 and like how I take things in. So I, it's definitely one that's, that's on the list to give another try. It's it's a fantastic movie, and the fact Ben Affleck, I'm pretty sure he wrote and directed it, um, you know, kind of adds to the fun of it because it is super intense. It's really, you know, it's shot really well. It's relatively realistic. It's got a great cast. 
And yeah, so who's on the team? Uh, I feel like we got to say that if you're picking them for the best. I'm not going to go with names because two of them don't even matter. But you basically got Ben Affleck, who is this motherfucker named Doug McRae. Kind of comes from, you know, a working up, class Doug? background. What up, Doug? Um, he comes from a working class background. You know, a lot of people think he's a piece of shit. Uh, but secretly, he's a bank robber. And then you got his best buddy, Jeremy Renner, as uh, Jimmy Coughlin. And he has been in and out of prison. He's kind of erratic and crazy. Um, he's his you know, right-hand man, but he's got some problems. And then yeah. he's got a sister, played by Blake Lively, who is fantastic in this fucking movie. And... Two other nameless guys, basically, and there's a driver. John Ham's in there, right? Yeah, he's the FBI guy. Oh yeah, he's to, the, the DEA guy, guy trying to That's get right. him. I want to say, you know, the FBI. Um, but they got the driver, support guy. I want to say Jeremy Renner's the muscle, and Ben Affleck's the brains, and he's some really good brains. So I mean, they all come together really well. I feel like he made himself the brains in the town because like nobody thought he actually had brains because if you've seen any of his movies previous to the town like he's not ever playing the smart guy in them no not because i like i feel like ben affleck out of you know as as much as famous actors can be he's not the smartest one out there so he like had to write himself in that way well i think he's a smart guy i just i don't think he's ever been able to portray himself yeah i think so I mean, he's very successful and he's been in a bunch of shit ass movies so a lot of people assume. are successful but have they that been in as many shit ass movies as Ben Affleck? Not one, but two Marvel stinkers or Marvel and DC superhero stinkers. Yeah, but I mean, you can't you can't put anything that happened in Justice League or uh, Batman v Superman on him because he was the best part of those movies and was still dog shit. It was, but it wasn't his fault. But that's anyway. a good team. Great team. I, I got one better though. Hit me. It's the quintessential team. Ocean's Eleven. You know, I mean, debatable. It's, it's obviously it's a huge team, and you know it's one of the biggest teams in heist movie history. But that's kind of what makes it great. In other heist movies, people kind of have to share responsibilities. You're the driver and the brains. You're the the trigger man and the lookout. Not in Ocean's Eleven, man. Danny Ocean, he's too smart for that. He knows he's going to need exactly one person to do each job, no more, no less. So he gets everybody in there. That's too just run many down the team people, but it's not because it works and then it works again and then it works again <laughs> and then they try they try and have less people in Ocean's Eight and yeah they got away with it but that movie was garbage so did it really work no what are you trying to say Calvin what are you trying to say bro I'm trying to say Ocean's Eight is a garbage movie tisk 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 have you seen it I have not Don't. but there's a bunch of chicks in it man so I know. Yeah, and they're all really great actors, and it should have been good, but they were all just doing their best impressions of their Ocean's Eleven counterpart. Rather than just, like, being themselves and doing what they're good at, they, like, Sandra Bullock spent the whole time trying to be George Clooney, and uh, Kate Blanchett tried to be too much like Brad Pitt. It's, like, it's not working. Like, do your own thing. You're all good at things. Rihanna might have been the best part of it. That's saying Because she was just out there being Rihanna, and you could tell. That's saying a fucking lot, yeah. dude. She's so, for Ocean's Eleven, you've got George Clooney as the quintessential Danny Ocean. 
Bernie Mac, Brad Pitt. I'm just going down IMDb, so these might seem a little out of order. I don't know why they're in the order they're in, but uh, Bernie Mac, Brad Pitt, Elliot Gould, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Matt Damon, uh, Don Cheadle is in there. Hell yeah. Uh, who am I missing? Da, 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 da. The uh, Casey Affleck, the Grease Man. I said Casey Affleck, the Grease Man. I don't remember what his name was though. The Grease Man. The little Asian guy. Hmm. <laughs> Did like gymnast? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't Linus. Carl Reiner's in there. Saul. Oh, Shaobo Sh- Quinn as Yen. The amazing Yen. Nice. He was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I-, I don't know anything about this actor, but like that character, they needed him on the team. Nobody else could have done the things they would have. And then they've got a, a pretty good villain in Andy Garcia, too, which is, you know, a, a heist team is only as good as their villain or who- who- whomever they're stealing from. Debatable. Debatable. Really? But that's very, that's a big factor. You don't think John Hamm ups the ability for the town's heist team to be better versions of themselves? I mean, absolutely. He's a natural foil, but still. So when we talk, you know, best team, there's something that goes around with, along with that. It's you got to get the team together at some point. So I, I propose the subcategory here of the best actual getting the team together scene. Usually it's a montage. Yeah. I <laughs> I went with Ocean's Eleven still because like. You get to see Danny recruiting everyone, and as he's recruiting everyone, you see what role they play and why they're the best at it, why he's so specifically looking for this person. And Ocean's Eleven does a great job of like finding the team members and presenting their strengths and their flaws all at once and why these things are going to be important when it comes to the eventual score. Like You see why Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn are great to have on your team, but you also see them bickering the whole time. You see uh, how great of a pickpocket pickpocket Matt Damon is, but you also see like that he can get distracted and Danny Ocean catches him really easily because he gets distracted. So you get to see all of that as they're picking up the team. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty sweet montage and it kind of, you know, these people would be basically, they wouldn't be nearly as useful or efficient unless they all work together in unison. And I think... You know, being able to bring them all together is pretty dope in Danny Ocean's regard. Uh, yeah, you need all eleven of them. You gotta have, no, no, debatable, debatable. Which which person do you not need that I just named? Ten of the others. Ten of the others. That so is, you only need Danny Ocean. That's too many fucking people, dude. Too many people know about that shit. Someone's gonna blab. No, they they don't want to lose their money. Why would they blab? Because people are no one dicks. ever does. People are dicks, that's Calvin. True. I feel like the uh, the brother Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn, like one of them would get pinched on something and like immediately give up the other one, and then it would just be a, a, a house of cards, and it'd all fall really fast. You know, there you go. Matt Damon's character might not like Asian people. Who knows? Like, there's there's shit you can't see coming. But I mean, that's true. The old get together scene. Uh, personally, from for my pick in the town. I chose uh, their little montage before the final robbery of Fenway when they're kind of – they're getting together and it's it's very solemn and shit like that. And it's uh, – you know something intense is coming and they're loading all their guns and they're kind of prepping everything and then they enact this gigantic plan. I think it's perfect like that, that kind of moment before the storm breaks. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. 
All right, so let's move on to category number two, the best villain slash reason for the job. And villains are really tough in heist movies because they're usually like actual real world good guys. They're usually like the FBI or a detective of some sort. Yeah. You don't always want to see like if it's Terry Benedict, fine, like steal from this rich asshole. So you don't always want to see the villains lose as much as you just want to see the heisters get away with it and leave the detective or the FBI agent, you know, whoever's after him, just leave them kind of unharmed. And feeling a little stupid. Well, I mean, and then on those, the other hand, most of those people are ahead. just relatable, you know, that are right, exactly. you know, conducting the heist. They're just, yeah, and well, and they're they're the protagonists of the movie. Like we're supposed to be focusing on them. And then the other the other side of it is villains are just like dickish rich people, like your Terry Benedicts or, you know, the the guy in Logan Lucky who he owns the motor speedway or whatever and he shits all over adam driver's one-armed bartender like come on now we don't need that there's people and, out there like that don't they? yeah well yeah but they're not they don't make great villains they're just kind of rich dickheads so that's why i added the like reason for the job because usually the rich dickhead provides the reason for the job right mm-hmm. in some way that's true so for my pick this is more leaning towards the reason for the job it's inception <sighs> Good one. But it also it also has some cool villain layers. It's got layers of villains, like it's got layers of dreams. And that's what makes this movie so great. You know, you could say that the villain is uh, Killian Murphy, who they're trying to steal the information from. You can say it's the generic rich guy who hired him, or it's Cobb. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Cobb himself, or it's Mal in Limbo. You know, it's all great if you want to focus on one of those people as the main villain. But, again, I picked this more because the reason for the job. And Cobb just wants to be able to look his kids in the face again. And to me, there's no better reason than that to do anything. Oh, fuck yeah, man. If it was between me and my daughter, I would do fucking anything. I don't right. care. And, there, you know, there's still a lot of debate out there on whether, at the end, spoilers for Inception, if it's real or not. But none of that actually matters because I think Christopher Nolan even kind of, like, hinted at this. That it doesn't matter if the top falls or not because Cobb thinks he's back home. And that's the thing that's important. He doesn't care anymore about his totem. He can see, he can look in his kid's face, whether it's real or not. It's real to him now. That's all that matters. And so he wanted to get his kids back, but he also went into this job, you know, because it's always, there's always one last job, right? Absolutely. Every heist movie, you got to do yeah. one last job. Unless it's Fast and Furious, then there's, you know, infinity last jobs. There's 10 but at he, least, which we've yeah. written, you know, the basic script for. Yeah, we've got it. We've got it. Call us up, uh, Universal. Hit us up. So he goes into this job training his replacement in Ellen Page. You know, he needed her to succeed in this job and to, like, be able to keep him focused and out of limbo so that the rest of the team knew that they're in good hands moving forward after this. Because, like, he knew either way this was his last job, but the rest of the team, like, they could still be in it. So he needed to make sure that... Uh, What's her name? Ariadne was trained properly and ready to go. And, you know, he did a good job of that. So he's going into this job with training in mind and to get his kids back. Those are two great reasons. I I mean, I completely agree. 100%. But you're going to disagree, aren't you? Yeah, that's not my choice. Uh, All right, good. It's never fun when we agree. No, it moves quickly, though, which isn't necessarily fun. But best villain villain, reason for the job, I, I chose... Edward Norton Steve from the Italian Steve. job. Fuck that guy from uh, the old 2003. His stupid little mustache. He's a piece of shit. 
fuck I don't, that guy. I know I saw that. I don't remember it very well, It's though. been so long since I've seen it. But he's a good villain because he, he was part of the team, and they, they pull off a giant score of, like, 35 million bucks. And then he kills the, like, matriarch of their team slash fat. So it's like if someone killed Vin Diesel in oh, Fast shit. Years. Yeah. We can't do that. Game on. And then they all get either killed or busted, and he gets away with all the fucking money. And they end up – the reason for the Italian job is to basically fucking get Steve back. So they end up stealing all the money and, you know, getting Steve back, which I think that's pretty dope. They killed your, like, father yeah, figure. You went to prison or did some time in some sort of way. You're broke as fuck. He's super rich. You know, fuck that. That's that's bogus. Yeah, Left fuck him you, for Steve. Dead. Yeah. And then, you know – after they pulled up the heist and did all the work, like they, he couldn't have done it by himself. And then, then he does that shit. And his name is Steve, like the most basic name ever. This movie's full of them, though. I gotta say, his name's Steve. He killed some guy named John. Like, you know, pretty. Yeah, I feel like in a heist names. movie, you gotta have better names. Enrique or you know Javier or something. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know that I'd go that far. But like, you gotta mix it up. Even even in Ocean's Eleven, you got Danny, you've got Linus, you've got Rusty. I mean, you got a Frank in there, but you got a Saul, a Reuben, a lot of good in a Yen. Yeah, those of... are all fucking. It's like someone just looked around their house or something. They're like, yeah, that Rusty box ring, Rusty, I like that. Well, it's also it's like Reuben sandwich. A guy named Steve is not gonna grow up to be involved in heists. He's got too much going for him. Steve can get a job doing sales at any place he wants to. But Linus, he's got to make his money pickpocketing. Like, yeah, nobody's going to hire Linus. I expect to be their account. Linus. Yeah. We're going to get an email from a guy named Linus to be like, fuck you guys. I am a come. volunteer. <laughs> I work, I'm a pastor, you assholes. Shout out, Linus. Shout out, Linus. If you pulled off any heist, please let us know. We will keep yeah. it secret. Pinky promise. So let's move – I'm trying to move – I order these in a way that we're kind of like moving through the heist. So first you get your team together. Then uh, you come up against your villain, right? So now comes the big part. You know who your villain is. You got to come up with a plan. What's the Yo, best plan in a heist movie? The best plan in a heist movie. And it's honestly – what sucks about it is it, it wasn't that big of a payoff. It's relatively minimal in the greater scheme of things, but this is from 1995's Heat, and that's the armored truck Never robbery. Never seen Heat, dude. Go to YouTube, folks. Know, go to YouTube. We'll we'll post it on there. It's a, it's a five minute and two second clip, and it is. I know so, I need to see Heat. I watched Casino first, which was a bad plan. Like Casino's not good. It's Casino's good. It's just very slow, long and boring, and yeah, not very good. It's it's a better Irishman. It's in my it's opinion. a well made movie. That does not mean it's a good movie. Well, those actors were in their prime. That's like I watched Ford vs Ferrari earlier today. Like that's a well made movie, but it's not a good movie. That's a fair. Like, it's point. just it's it's a long boring movie that like fifty year old dads watch. I've seen Casino like three or four times. I've seen Heat probably ten times. I know and... Heat is good, and like it's on my list. I just have never actually watched it. Well, Heat's good for multiple reasons, but the the plan is really what... Uh, Let's hear about this plan. So, it's a group of... You can of... go ahead and spoil it. I don't really care. It's uh, Spoilers 25 ahead. years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, five minute and two second clip on YouTube. Just search Heat 
armor truck scene. So their their goal is to ar- to rob an armor truck of bear bots, and it's you know a group of five or six guys. I want to say I, I'm, I, it might be four, um, but they've they've scouted out everything. They know the route the truck's taking. They they're communicating via walkie-talkie. They're wearing bulletproof vests, and they're just very well prepared for any eventuality. They have a demolitions expert who, you know, has the right amount of the right charge to disorient the officers on board, disarm the door, and be able to get inside still without it being a complete wreck and destroying what you're trying to steal in the first place. And it it, it goes great. They barely say a word. Everything's timed. You know, no one's really hurt. And then one guy kind of loses his shit and ends up killing a cop. And they got to kill all three cops involved. One guy always fucks it up. Always fucks it up. That should have been one of our award. Best guy that fucked up the plan. Oh, seriously. Because there's one in every group. But even then, they kind of had contingencies in place. They got what they needed. They bounced out in a, you know, ambulance. An ambulance. (laughs) Um, ambulance an ambulance but they they had you know a second vehicle waiting they burned out the ambulance they had a, a a strip laid down for the cops to run over you know which just caused a pile up basically so they were prepared for any eventuality even though they went completely off script and yeah they they well, still the, got their score and got away the great team leaders which that could have been another category two best team leaders but i feel like that goes with best team doesn't matter the great team leaders they've always got a contingency for their contingency for their contingency yeah and they're batman-esque exactly and i feel like after you describing that scene basically every not not every heist movie but a lot of heist movies have ripped off that let's rob an armored truck sequence uh you know there's a lot that i think takers did it uh, baby driver did it like there's a bunch out there that are more recent that are like let's let's just rob an armored truck because that's fucking easy i mean most people employed by I forgot armored... about takers i didn't even i didn't even think to yeah look haven't, at takers. haven't seen that in forever but most armored wasn't truck very good drivers they're never very good are kind of overweight and yeah i met a lot of armored truck drivers when i worked at macy's because we had so a drop we could pull off one of these jobs i i this most of the drivers I saw would have to dust off their fingers of Cheeto and Dorito dust before they could get a you know a nice firm grip on a trigger, but this is something where they they just have it all planned out. Like the contingency factor is really what does it for me, and the complexity of their, you know, it's still a hard thing to do to rob an armored vehicle. Otherwise, people would knock off armored vehicles all the fucking time. But, well, exactly. And the I just the professionalism is what came to mind for me, and I think when you have a good plan, it enables you to enact that plan, you know, with confidence. And that's, you know, they barely said a fucking word the whole time, which I thought was super cool. I just looked up takers because we were talking about it, or like we mentioned it. I don't know what we were talking about. Listen to this cast for a second: Chris Brown, Hayden Christensen. Matt Dillon, Michael Ely, Idris Elba, uh, Steve Harris, I don't know who that is, T.I., Jay Hernandez, Paul Walker. Jesus Christ, it's a bunch of shitty B-list actors. <laughs> That's sad. I don't even know if those guys are B-list, man. Idris Elba, he's he's good. I don't know if he's good in this movie, I don't remember it. But I, I feel like he was mailing in that performance. Uh, T.I. Yeah, was like going all for it in that one. Uh, T.I. goes Ely's for everything. Great. 
yeah. see our see our rap beefs from last week. He went after this movie like he went after a little flip or a little yeah, a little flip, my dude. So uh, yeah, I might have to rewatch Takers. I think I remember, like, the heist was really good in that, but the movie around it was not. And, like, I just named those actors. You could see why. I'll leave that up to you. You can tell me all about it. Yeah, I'll watch it again and let everyone know. Uh, Takers did not win any awards. I completely forgot about it until we mentioned it three minutes ago. I imagine it didn't win any awards, especially from 2010. I mean, those guys were all... Either at the end of their career, like, the downfall of their career, or... Chris Brown hadn't yet gotten caught beating rihanna so like he was still kind of at the tip of his career ti was like trying to translate into being an actual actor because he had been an american gangster already uh paul walker was like i guess they had just done they had just done fast and furious the fourth one so he was like kind of trying to get back on his game uh Idris elba he was on the come up like it, it was after uh the wire it was after his stint on The Office, which, I mean, those are the only two things that matter, right, for Idris Elba? Hell yeah. The war. Hayden Christensen was uh, coming off Star Wars and Jumper. Jumper. Yeah. I kind of like Jumper. I liked it. It was a good movie. It's a good idea, and it's, again, bad actors. I really like Rachel Bilson, but, like, Hayden Christensen's just bad, and the little, like, Scottish guy's not very good either. No, he's creepy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so my best plan goes to someone that didn't need any contingencies because he planned so well. Inside Man. I've never seen that. Oh movie. my god! I heard right, it's you've super watch it. good, dude. I've heard it's awesome. Well, now I can't go into my whole explanation because it's going to give away the whole movie. Give it away. I mean, it's, what is <laughs> it right. from? Two thousand six? Oh six, I think. Yeah. So Clive Owen has this thing planned down to a T, and he just nailed it. So first, he holds up a bank with guns and accomplices and everything, grabs some hostages. Then he negotiates, quote-unquote negotiates, with detectives. So they look into the history of the vault that he's robbing, uh, which incriminates the owner who happened to be a Nazi sympathizer and profited off Nazis. It's a big no-no yeah, in the world no-no. in 2006. Uh, then in he any, takes... T- any year, let's just say that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's as big a no-no now. Like, Dude, this is a super no-no think right that now. it might not be. It should be. Big no-no. Um, so he takes his time as he's negotiating and taking hostages and kind of playing the detectives. He takes his time to disguise his accomplices as regular people who would have been at the bank. And then he eventually releases all of the hostages and all of the all of his accomplices out the front door. There's probably like 100 people that all run out at the same time because it's, uh, it's new york city big bank they all run out at the same time uh there's like smoke grenades going off everybody's getting confused the cops are taking everyone down they can get their hands on trying to get people into custody so they can question them right so no one can tell who's in on it and who wasn't because like during the whole thing with the hostages they have masks on enough but they still have some identifying features that would allow the people to kind of point to somebody but there's always somebody that that was an actual patron that looks kind of like them anyway so like he thought about that and picked generic looking people to be his accomplices and to kind of match people who would just be out in their everyday lives so you can't nobody could actually identify any of the accomplices versus any of the the actual bank patrons you know and the accomplices right and the accomplices they're playing their part too you know, they're they're saying they're blaming other people who are just patrons because they know that they were accomplices. You know, they're they're doing everything they can. 
Um, so, also during this time, they build a false wall inside the vault, where Clive Owen hides out for a week until the clamber of the bank robbery dies down. He's in there, he, they dig a hole in the ground so he can shit in, like he's just chilling in this bank vault behind a fake wall. God damn, that'd be so boring. Uh, yeah, like I think he brought a Game Boy or something. I was I would ha- I was literally thinking I would have to. Bring I really like, think I think he had like a he had a handheld game system or like something. PSP like that. or something. Yeah. Play GTA. So, n- no one notices anything's missing because the Nazi safe deposit box was not on record. It was actually there when the bank was built and kept off the record because of how he obtained these diamonds that were held in it. Right. Nazis. Right. Exactly. So then a week later, Clive Owen walks out the front door completely unnoticed, unscathed, having accomplished all of his goals in outing the Nazi profiteer, uh, making the detective look like an idiot, and he's got a buttload of diamonds. You know what would have been even better? If you would see the movie and you would see how good this plan actually worked rather than me describing it Well, that poorly. and if he was Jewish. That would have been awesome. Oh, dude, that would be so... I hope so. I, I, like, I think so that's great. part of his raison d'etre. Like, that's why he wants to be there. Um, and he's the one, you know, pointing it out. And he also, you know, he gives uh, Denzel, the detective, a nice little ring on his way out. Or uh, a nice little diamond on his way out, too. He, he, like, bumps into him. Denzel has no idea it's him because he's, like, wearing a hat and just got normal clothes on. And they think this guy just got away a week ago. And nope, he was just sitting in there chilling. Taking shits in the ground. You know, whatever. Yep. No one smells that. I mean, you do what why? you do for a buttload of diamonds. Why does this money vault smell like Dookie? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I guess nobody went in there that week. I don't know. That entire fucking week, no one's like, man, it smells like shit in here. I wonder what's going God damn it, Samantha, quit f- using <laughs> the vault to fart in. I used his office to fart in. <laughs> and then I just kind of got comfortable in there. <laughs> Cancel all the credit cards. You should let the criminal you see. <laughs> I had a runner up on this one too with Logan Lucky. Uh they had a really good plan in Logan Lucky and they 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 got everything planned out with, you know, running the cockroaches through the tubes to find the right one, the uh escape from prison, all of that. Uh they just really had to get supremely lucky, no pun intended, to actually pull it off. Inside Man was, like, too on point for anyone to contend with other than maybe one of the oceans. Because their plans are all, like, super intricate and they have everything contingencies on contingencies. Inside Man just didn't need any of the contingencies. And Logan Lucky, you know, that had a lot of luck involved. That was mostly, that's like 92% luck. Yeah. Going on record saying that. But I think that's that's a pretty good pick. I've never seen it, but I've heard... Anyone that's ever mentioned it to me has been like, it's fucking fantastic. And like, I I just described it, but like the way I described it could not do any justice to what actually happens. Like you could still watch it knowing that he's going to hide in the wall and like be amazed by how it goes down. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that as well. But I, I think honestly we're, we're kind of on par in regards to best plans. I mean, they both succeeded in getting away where I think, you know, Clive Owens is definitely, more you know it's got more grandeur and like a a better payoff in the end i think the armored truck robbery involved more variables yes and well and with clive owen like he's sitting there talking shit to denzel the whole time leading up to this because he knows how he's gonna get out and he's just like there's nothing you can do to stop me 
Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm not a big Clive Owen fan, but I liked him in this. Yeah, I've never really liked him in much, but I'll I'll, okay, I'll have fine. to check it out. All right, let's move on to the best getaway. Boom. And this is this is gonna be my ISO spot. You just gotta let me spin here. Hit it. Because it's fast five. Hit it. You motherfucker. It's fast five. I knew you were gonna say you said fast five like 15 times before we got to this category, so I assumed you were gonna do it's, fast five. Hard not to give this to Baby Driver with the many getaway scenes, but Fast Five's getaway with the bank vault is just too epic to overlook. And I talked about it a lot when we did the Fast and Furious movie Superlatives back in August. Go check that out if you want to go like super deep into this. But there was no CGI involved with the vault. Uh, there was like literally a truck in there driving the vault behind Dom and Brian's cars, which I'm guessing Dom and Brian were actually driving those cars either. Uh, Probably and it's just it's it's got to be a top tier getaway when the cop chasing you just like gives up and decides to let you go. Yeah, that's I mean that's super on It's it's one thing to be going up against like a a rich dick like Terry Benedict and he's like, <laughs> "Ah, you got me." But like to go against a cop who is The Rock and for him to just be like, "All right. All right, fam. Y'all are cool." Yeah. We should team up later because yeah. y'all give are you rich a call as next, fuck. I'll give you a call in, the, in a year and a half uh, when Fast and Furious 6 comes out. Please, because y'all are rich and I make 35 Gs a year. <laughs> I don't get paid for this shit. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a lot to say on it. Like I said, we did it all in the Fast and Furious movie superlatives. If you want to hear me go on for like an hour and a half just on Fast and Furious, listen to that. I can't do it justice because I don't have the research behind it right now. Like I watched all those movies right then. I haven't watched them since. It's, but mean, it's a I, good getaway. You got great chase scenes. You've got a bank vault flying through a bunch of shit. Uh, you got some good car stunts. Uh, you know, you've got a, a good score at the end of it too. Yeah, which I, mean, I, I can't. At kind of at the height of their power, then like that was when the the Fast and Furious franchise was really hitting its stride and like gaining momentum. And well, that was that's... before they went too far the other direction, too. Exactly. Like, they've pulled heists in – in all the subsequent movies, they've pulled heists, but they're not actually heists because they're, like, working for the government and stuff. So they're, like – they're stealing things that they own back from somebody who stole it from them. And it's, like, this was, like, them still being on the, the bad side of the law, per se, and just going all out because if they could make this score, then everything would be fine. Yeah, they're And now it's just, like, well, the, the rock called, so we'll go hang out and drive some cars. Yeah, I mean, they they were outlaws, and then after that, they became the feds. Yeah. Just booty. But they're always family. Always family. Until, yeah. Until, yeah. Paul Walker. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We didn't have to bring that up. All right, what was your best getaway? It's Fast Five, right? No, it's not. It's actually uh, my best getaway, and this is more so... Because everyone relatively got away, and there was a semi-happy ending, and that was Logan Lucky. We mentioned it already. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was a great fucking movie. Everybody yeah, that's pretty a, that's much. That's a low-key good getaway too. Well, they get away. Yeah. Like that's, that's that's important. That's kind of the big thing for me. Like when I think back on heist movies, most everybody on the teams ends up dying and there's usually like one or two people who really yeah, get, get caught or something yeah exactly or they 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 pay a huge price but i feel like in logan lucky they they got what they needed without 
giant sacrifice. Like a couple of them went to prison, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, but um, like one of them went to prison on purpose, and the other one was already in prison. Yeah, so I mean these. So like Adam Driver went to prison yeah, specifically yeah, yeah, right. to that's go right. to prison to and recruit Daniel Craig. Yeah, to do the break, the explosive yeah. expert to do the breakout. Like, right. you mentioned how their plan involved a ton of luck, and I think that's what makes it even better. Um, but the fact that they they all get away, they really genuinely succeeded, and and that's fucking dope. And they get away with it in a way that nobody thinks they got away with it because Chan Tatum like returns some of the money at the end, but he keeps a big chunk of it too. So like. And because it was like it was all cash transactions, nobody knew how much was actually stolen from them. They were able to give a portion of it back and still be like, yep, you got what you needed and we actually got what we needed and you didn't even know. And another great thing about that getaway is not only does like Chang Tatum get away and be able to stash the money and, and whatever and his sister gets away and does whatever she needs to do. But Daniel Craig and Adam Driver, they get away back to prison. <laughs> like not only do they break out of prison but they break back into prison as part of the getaway well yeah the the plan succeeds and i mean it's exactly. somewhere those people seem like they they were kind of structured in a way where they were they were happier with less like they didn't need a giant score but they wanted to be you know they wanted to be able to live their lives and not have to work 24 7 and barely you know be able to live or right. pay for anything well, and chang tatum got to make that. it to his daughter's uh show yeah, it's I mean, their talent it's, show, which is always great. They had realistic wants, and they pulled off a crazy, super lucky heist, and they they stuck to it instead of going bananas. And I think that that leads to the best getaway, in my opinion. All right, I mean, they weren't dragging a bank vault through the streets of Brazil, so it's the second best getaway. I mean, they could get away with that in Brazil, not in America, <laughs> not in Charlotte, man, not at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. No fuck no but i mean All i right. could see something like that go. going down to be honest oh yeah i th i thought it was based on a true story not like i didn't think it ever succeeded because that would have been a bigger story but i thought it was like one of those things that it was like the idea was there like somebody had the idea to try and rob a a uh, like a nascar race but they got caught hilariously stupidly before it even started so they just made a movie like what would have happened if they succeeded I didn't realize that it was, like, all completely falsified. They called it Logan Unlucky. This yeah. unlucky bastard. I thought it was one of those things where they're, like, adapting something that kind of actually happened, but not quite. But, no. That brings us to the final part of final any part? heist movie. Hell Maybe. yeah. The most important for the characters, at least. Let's talk about the score. What is your best score? Best score? Um... You know, th this guy had to sacrifice a lot. Um, he went through a lot of bullshit, but he ended up in the best position, in my opinion. He ended up with oil wells, his family farm, like he's in a good position and he's basically off scot-free. And that's Toby, fucking Toby, from Hell or High Water, Toby 2016. Anderson? Yeah, the the Scranton Strangler. Uh, no, Chris Pine, have you ever seen Hell or, Hell or High Water? No, I didn't see Hell or High Water. Fantastic movie. Um, you know, him and his brother, uh, you know, they got a family farm and they're going to lose it and they end up starting to rob banks and they, they pull a big, a big score to, you know, their, their home is going to get foreclosed on, but they know oil is on the property. 
So it's like, okay, we got to pay off this foreclosure or pay off so we don't go into foreclosure so we can mm. reap the benefits of the oil. And that's kind of when they, they end up pulling a couple bank heists. His brother gets killed, which sucks or whatever. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but he ends up being able to pay off all the loans. It can't be traced to him. And he's basically a oil baron now. Rich as fuck. Everything's all taken care of. And his brother was a dick anyway, so that's the best score in my opinion because it's all legal money. It's like fucking liquid legal gold. Well, except what they paid his farm off with. Which is bank money. Yeah. So I mean, it's all free money. But his brother was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, well, brothers do that from time to time. His brother killed a couple people and he was not down with that. Somebody's always got to fuck up the plan. Seriously. That's how it always goes. Someone's got to be a dick. I had a hard time on this because I picked all the, the good movies that like came to my mind already. Mm-hmm. I went with Gone in 60 Seconds. Damn, that is a bad movie, but a good pick. Yeah, they steal 50 cars within 72 hours, almost. The almost. last one doesn't get there quite in time. Just barely. But they still pull it off, and they don't actually get to keep the car, so like maybe it's not a great score for them, but like the score is good, even though they don't. it's not their score necessarily. Well, yeah, like, and they're not just any cars. Stealing These 50 are... high-end cars, you know, that's that's solid work there. And let me just I, say you this. Know... Angelina Go ahead. Jolie. Yeah, she's Bro, looking good there. She's looking real good. That's a good score for Nick Cage, too, there. Seriously, with it, he's already got the receding hairline and everything, and that might be that might be the better score of the movie that he ends up. <laughs> he doesn't get any of the cars, but he gets Angelina Jolie. There you go. That's the best score. If you would have picked that, that would have been <laughs> the best pick of any pick we've ever. I had. mean, it still fits. Dude, that's I, your... like I really wanted to go Fast Five because I get a hundred million dollars or whatever, but like the getaway is better than the score in Fast Five, so you can't. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I um, change I change my pick. From here on out, I chose Angelina Jolie from Angelina 60 seconds. <laughs> I will take that over a shit ton of cash. But yeah, just being able to come away with 50 cars in two and a half days, like that's pretty amazing and skillful, and like somebody gets to reap the reward out of that. Yeah, you're not sleeping to get that done. And stealing no. cars, I imagine, is not fucking easy. No, absolutely not. And that, like, that's what I think ups the level of of the score here is. The difficulty of it like you've got to it's it's not only just getting money while nobody's looking you've got to get the car away and then keep the car away because cars can be found a lot easier than like a stack of hundreds can yeah i mean fuck yeah especially if you just don't spin like, the hundreds you can't, you can't launder a car no i mean there's certain things you could break it down at a chop shop but that's not yeah what i mean you go on craigslist for. and probably try and get rid of it pretty easily you would yeah, get found I mean, so quick man you know that's the first place cops look is Craigslist. They're like, yeah, a car got stolen. I'll bet it's on Craigslist. All right. Well, don't buy cars off Craigslist if they're stolen. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't do that because going to jail is not tight. No. So those are our awards we gave out. Best team, best villain slash reason for the job, best plan, best getaway and the best score but we can't leave you with a little bit extra to talk about starting with what is your favorite heist movie snatch hands down wow didn't even win an award 
dude i, I don't think it, it technically fits in a heist movie because it's more character interaction than like focus on the heist but the heist is the you know the stimulus that leads the right. movie so well and some movies are like uh one of my picks for favorite like it, i didn't give it any awards because it doesn't do anything best but it's super enjoyable so i picked baby driver which is more recent uh but like it doesn't do any of the things that we were giving out best, but it's just super fun to watch from beginning to end. You can jump in at any point. All the actors are pitch perfect in their portrayals of the characters. Even gross Kevin Spacey. Like, I hate it, but like, he was really good. But he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, but he was very good. He's a really good actor. Yeah, I mean, um, Seven. It's a fucking great movie. Everything. Like, there's... I mean, I'm sure there's some movies that are bad of his because he's done a lot, but like Capex. most of the movies I've seen him in, uh, like I, he's engaging, and like that's probably why he was able to get away with being such a piece of shit for so long too. Yeah, I mean that that kind of leads the way, but I never I've never seen Baby Driver. I thought in you full. had seen it. Never oh, okay. in come in full. I've seen a old like I want to say probably ninety percent of it, but never. But like, I couldn't even tell you what the actual score from that movie is. I don't even think there is one really. Um, like they get one early. The team is not a good heist team at all. They're all at each other's throats all the time. Um, you know the ghetto. The, there's really good getaways because that's what it's about. It's about the the wheelman here. But my other my other pick for favorite is Ocean's Eleven. Really, and twelve and thirteen. I like all three of them. Not Ocean's Eight. Um, I think Ocean's Eleven was the first heist movie I saw. Really. And it, was like a really great introduction to the genre because every character and role on the team is perfect. Um, I can't really think of a single thing that I would replace in any of the three movies to make them better. Like, I think they kind of one up themselves in a natural way. And even like oceans 12 is the worst, but they do it in an interesting way where like the heist is done super early in the movie and everything else is just subterfuge until they get to the end. And like, Oh no, we stole that like a week ago, dude. Yeah. And they explain the whole thing. Were the worst. and they're all just extremely rewatchable, especially Ocean's Eleven. And like honestly, that's what I'm looking for when I see a movie and like a movie. It's am I gonna watch this whenever it's on TV, right? Or like if I'm sitting there on a Saturday with nothing to do and I've got two hours before my family comes home, what are the movies I'm picking from? And all three of these are in that consideration, and Baby Driver is too now. Yeah, I mean, I I gotta watch it start to finish. Gotcha. Yeah, you should. But, I mean, so I think that kind of that kind of leads us into what makes a great heist movie, though. Yes, and we had a Twitter poll on that today. We do. Uh, well, the Twitter poll was actually what's the best part of a heist movie, but you know, kind of same thing. We can we can throw that in there. Yeah. Um. So we said, what's the best part of the heist movie? Uh, getting the team together won the poll, thirty-five and a half percent. The getaway. <sighs> came in second with 32.3%, the score, 29%, and then other 3.2%. Because, like, those are the only three things that you really need in a heist movie, I think. That's why we didn't get a lot for other. Well, that makes, you know, the majority of the heist movie. There might be a romance right. in there. That somebody fucks up the plan, that you gotta throw that in there. Yeah, there's the Which, I mean, up. that at, at Alamo Lauren, she says the plan is the best part, which I agree. Her commenting that made me change one of the categories to include the plan, because that is an important part. And then uh, the Talking Heads footy podcast at TTHF podcast 
Uh, if I have Ocean's Eleven as example, the getting the team together was good, but the training and the score were epic. I always think training goes with the plan. Like, the training montage and the plan montage are usually the same thing. I agree. And then he says, or if you look at Entrapment, the training and the ending were the best bits, so I'll go for the prep overall, which, you know, that goes with the plan. Also agree. Yeah. So thank you to you, to those guys who participated. We do polls every week at APA something on Twitter, and you can always talk to us on Twitter at APA something and at alone underscore podcast. But if you participate in a poll, we will shout you out on the show. Please do, because we like when you guys talk to us, and we like talking to you. Yeah, yeah, that, and we like talking. Yeah. Hence the podcast. I mean, yeah, hence the podcast. Usually goes for more than an hour. So what makes a great heist movie in your mind? I mean, it's it's multi, a multitude of things. Like, I yeah. think they have have to have, like, a good reason to perform the heist. I think it has to be reasonable, like, relatively. That's kind of why Logan Lucky didn't necessarily win my favorite heist movie. Um, I prefer... Right, like, that's not a believable, like, that they would get away with that. Exactly, and I mean, I prefer... I really like, like, logical heists. Like, the way you describe it, Inside Man, I think that makes a perfect heist, like... I, right. I'm guessing not a lot of people got killed. They used no one got killed. Yeah, exactly. They used minimal violence. It's more of a a, a mind game than anything. Right. That's kind of what leads to my favorite kind of heist movies. Because when it's just like he, a ton of fucking people die, and I think that just that's more so an easy way out. Like you know, it's just well, it's an easy way out, and it's damage. it's an easy way to give you an emotional investment rather than like actually having to invest in the characters. They say, oh well, this guy's friend died, so now you want him to get away with it. But like in Oceans, you want them to get away with it because they're a likable team of dudes that like are going against unlikable dudes, right? Like yeah, Andy There's Garcia someone you can view is as a unlikable. The the French guy in the second one is unlikable, and then we go back to Al Pacino and Andy Garcia in the third one. They're unlikable, and that's part of what uh, the problem with Ocean's Eight was: is there wasn't like this villain, like they were just stealing for the sake of stealing. There wasn't like a a reason behind it other than they liked stealing. Yeah, I want stuff, so I'm gonna steal yeah. this. Right. Um. I. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty much all of the things that we talked about. I think the team is the most important part. Like, they have to have good chemistry, and it has to be believable that these guys or girls would work together. Yes. But then they also have to have, like, their eventual falling out where, like, two or more of them disagree on something. That part has to be believable, too. And then they eventually get back together. Like, it's all very formulaic, but it's fun to watch those things happen if you're invested in who the characters are. And then, like like you said, the villain slash reason for the job, that's really important. That's probably second to who the team actually is, because as I said before, the heist team is only as good as their reasoning. 100%. If, if they don't have a good reason to do it, then I don't care that they get away with the heist. I'd probably rather see them get caught. 100%. If they're just like, oh, there's something over there. That's like... Yeah, uh, I'm bored. Let's do this. Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington, two guns. Not not a great heist movie, and they're, they they like. Never seen that movie. It's not very good, and they just they just like want something because they want all this money. They're not the person they're stealing it from. It's just a bank. There, it's just the bank that's in their town. They're just stealing it to steal it so they have money. There's no real like drive behind them. Yeah, I want to be rich, son. So I'm gonna go steal all this money. No, I gotta save my kid or you know my family or my fucking family home from being foreclosed on. 
Right. The plan, like, the plan has to be good, but ultimately it doesn't matter because the plan's going to fail until you realize that the plan failing was always part of the plan to begin with, so the plan actually succeeds because you meant to fail because that was part of the plan the whole time. And, like, you know that they're going to get away with it because you're watching, like, they're the protagonists of the movie. You know they're going to get their score. So, like, everything that happens between the plan and them actually getting away doesn't really matter? I'd agree with that to a certain extent. But the planning scenes are fun to watch, usually. Oh, Of how are we going to pull this off? Hell yeah, dude, 100%. And then the getaway and, like, the score reveal or how they got away with it revealed, those are usually, like, really exciting bits, but again, they don't really matter. Because we know they're going to get whatever they're stealing. The fun is in the build-up and the fallout and what goes wrong, all that kind of stuff. Not, okay, you got your $10 million. Great. Yeah. Woo! Did we miss any categories while we went through this? I think we mentioned a couple, but they are escaping me at the moment. Yeah, we said, uh, like, the best fuck-up, which I don't have anything off the top of my head. Uh, One that I wanted to talk about, it was originally one of our main categories, but it's not, is the best gimmick. And with heist movies, sometimes it's not good enough to just be stealing stuff. They have to do it in, like, a crazy or different way. So there's some good gimmicks out there, like Ant-Man. We gotta steal something, but our guy can shrink, you know? And now so can the other guy. He can shrink, too. So now we've got a tiny heist. Uh, you got Endgame. You got a time heist in Avengers Endgame. Uh, you got Ocean's 12 where they do the fake heist within the real heist. And then they reveal it all at the end. But my favorite is uh, this movie called American Animals. Hmm. And this was based on a true story of like this art robbery at a college. And they intermix the real people with the fictional retelling of it. So like they show a couple scenes of the fictional telling with Evan Peters was the main character and he was really good in it. Um, So I'd show a couple scenes of that. And then all of a sudden they'd be doing like a reality show solo interview type thing with one of the real guys that did it and like what their thinking was behind it or like what they thought the first time they met this other dude. Like it was really cool how they brought that together because the the heist that they pull off i don't even know if they actually pull it off or not i guess they don't because they got arrested um that wasn't that exciting but mixing in the real people made it really like fun to watch oh i bet that was dope as fuck yeah it's a good movie watch american animals i'll check that shit out i like evan peters he's yeah he's does a really good job in it and um and it's yeah it's just really cool how they mix the guys in and it's almost like a dateline episode but with actual real hollywood actors and production behind it when kinda they're like, doing uh, the retelling. Kind of like Band of Brothers. I guess. I, don't, I never saw Band of Brothers. Fantastic. Anyway. Kay. You're like, I will never watch it. But I'll no, take your word for it, bro. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. It's fair. Uh, it's fair. So what is your favorite part of the heist movie? Bring it all the way back. Ooh, what uh, part do you want to see the most? When you're like, alright, it's a heist. I can't wait to see what they do with blank. The prep. I love the okay. prep. Like that's kind of why I chose the town because I just, I think it's so neat how they they methodically clean everything and just there's no detail that's been overlooked and you know rehearsing and working towards this this plan I think is really really fascinating. So the prep is really what what gets me into a good heist movie. Like the plan can be awesome, but if I don't see the prep leading up to it, then I just think the plan. Yeah, if you can don't be see the outrageous. work that goes into the actual plan. Yeah, it, the plan can, doesn't matter. It can be outrageous. You know, it just comes across as outrageous. Like, if 
I didn't see the prep in the town, that getaway scene would have looked outrageous as fuck. But it's like, right. okay, I understand how these guys are getting away with these crimes because of their prep I'm seeing. So that's what really does it for me in a heist movie. I'll give you that. And, and again, another great chance for a montage with the prep. Anywhere you can throw a montage in, like I'm there. Oh, hell yeah. Which brings me to my favorite part, which is the getting the gang together scene. Like going out, finding everyone. What's this guy good at? Why haven't we spoken in 10 years? All that stuff. Like, give me all of that. And like, let's see how they interact. If you've got a good team, if you've got a shitty team, then I, then I don't care. But um, the other part is like the reveal of how they got away with it. And that is more just towards the Oceans movies, because they always have a really great way of like showing that reveal of you thought we were doing this, but we actually did this because they always have this little bit of uh, what am I trying to say? Misdirection. Yeah, misdirection. Right. Like That's exactly what I was trying to say. How or if they get away. Right. It always looks like they're they're stopped and, you know, Benedict's got them right where they want them. And like, do you really, though? And then it, it like rewinds, you know, 10 minutes or whatever and shows what actually happened. Yeah, I love I love when that happens. It's super fun. Yeah. And that you you get kind of the same thing that kind of, same kind of scene in Inside Man, which is another reason why that's on the top of my list of of one of the better um, heist movies of like I like it like you know Logan Lucky Baby Driver those movies present to you exactly what's going on the whole time and that's kind of fun to watch as just linearly how it's going down mm-hmm. but I like this like let's see what really happened Fast Five is another one that does it when The Rock discovers the vault they left him was empty. They rewind everything and show how they actually got the the vault with the money. So I, I always like when that happens. Yeah, that's usually a lot of fun. Anything else on heist movies? I think that's it on heist movies. Brother. I'm waiting for the next best one. I love heist movies. One of my top three genres, probably. We usually get a, good, a super good one like every five to ten years. Yeah. And even like bad ones are usually still pretty enjoyable. Like Takers was like not a waste of two hours when you watch. Like it's not a good movie, but like it had some fun fun in it. Yeah. I mean, as long as you can have some fun, I'm game for that. Exactly. All right, so that's all we got. Thank you for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. I got it right both times today. You the man. You the I fucking man, pause bro. weirdly after underscore. Alone underscore <laughs> b- yeah. podcast. Uh, check out our merch store on tpublic.com slash APA something. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We don't ever ask you to do that, but we're asking you now. Peas and carrots. I don't know what that means. Please and thank you. Oh, okay. That too. Yeah. All of our music is provided by those cats. You gotta stay sassy. Stay sassy.